From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 215 for the week of November 7, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, we continue our Disneyland 101 series with a look at Downtown Disney, and Mary Jo tells you all you need to know to add the Rose Parade to your holiday Disneyland vacation. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hey, Hello. Hi, there. there. <laughs> um, how was November. everyone's week? <laughs> We're all excited. So I got yeah. recognized in the park shit the other day. Oh, did they escort you out? <laughs> Not that kind of recognized. <laughs> no, I was sitting outside uh, in the Esplanade waiting to go in for the for Tony Tony Baxter ceremony, and this gentleman walks, walks up. Hey, are you Tom? I'm like, yeah. How so, cool. Yeah, so Derek, hey, how's it going? By the way, I saw you took a picture with me and your son, but you took a picture with Bob Gurr and, and your son and asked for an autograph, and I, you didn't ask me for an autograph, so I'm just slightly insulted. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob Gurr does trump you, though. He does in more He's ways than one. Fine. But Bob Gurr doesn't have buttons. Yeah, he doesn't have buttons. <laughs> I, had, I had buttons. I don't think Bob Gurr needs buttons. <laughs> no. Bob right. Gurr has a fire truck. He has a monorail. <laughs> he has a monorail, <laughs> yes. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Anybody have any housekeeping? I do. Cool. Go ahead. This is brought up in one of my segments a while back. So just a reminder that Sam Genoway, a friend of the Disney Plug mm-hmm. podcast, yep. will be signing his new book, The Disneyland Story, The Unofficial Guide to the Evolution of Walt Disney's Dream at Walt's Barn in Griffith Park on November 17th, 2013. Cool. Um, this is a book on how Walt's greatest creation was conceived, nurtured, and how it grew into the Disneyland that we enjoy today. It's going to be a lot of um, behind the scenes. Um, stuff um, in this. Um, their website hasn't been updated, so I can't give you the exact times. So keep checking back, and we'll have a link to the website in our show notes. Awesome. Cool. Um, wanted to mention that I updated some information on our tours page. The Holiday Magic, or whatever it's called, the Holiday Tour, has gone up a little bit in price. It's now $75 this year. Wow. Um, that Tour already is, has already started. You can and you can book that, and it goes through January sixth. So that, but that information is on the Diz. If you did, they say they added anything new to it, Tom? They didn't. I I haven't looked at the the description. I I believe it's the same, but if if it's changed, I'll I'll make sure I update that before the show goes up. So okay. I'll have linked all that in the show notes. Uh, don't forget chat night Wednesday nights nine p.m. Pacific time. I had a lot of fun this last Wednesday chatting with Dizzers who are planning trips to Disneyland. So make sure you come and and talk to fellow Disneyland fans. Anybody else have housekeeping? Oh, I do, actually. Um, You know, when we talk about the Healthy Choices segments we've been doing, um, the Plaza Inn has added a fall seasonal entree of glazed salmon with pineapple salsa, mushroom quinoa, and green beans. 
for wow. $16.99. I was telling Nancy that I, I saw that sitting there, and it looked like it had been sitting for a while, but she she, she found a good review of it. So Yeah, actually, one of our big fans um, who has a There was little a big one- line for chicken, but nobody wanted the salmon. <laughs> one of, anyway, one of our uh, one of our fans, a big shout out to Jeff Roney, who's also the host of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, which I know I listen to, and I think Mary Jo might too. Um, yep, um, he and his wife Colleen had the salmon today, and he said it was really good, okay, cool. and it made him very happy. Awesome. You know, I think as word gets out, more people will be ordering it. You know, everybody knows yeah. about the in for its fried chicken and. Um, roast beef, and I believe. Well, so. you know, it isn't on the big menu. Right. And so, if it's not on the big menu, how do you know? You know, do you go and you see a little sign and you see this little piddly sign that says, salmon. Yeah. Yeah. We need to add so. it to the jizz menu <laughs> database. I mean, salmon and then the chicken, and people look at it and go, oh, I'm yeah, here no, for the I chicken. want that fried chicken. Yeah. Except for Michael, the who hasn't had chicken. it yet. No, I haven't. I will my next time around. I'm going to be there in just a few weeks. Yay. Yay. Um, Don't forget, if you are in Arizona or near Arizona, Nicole is still looking for people to help her with the Arizona Diz Meet, so I'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes so you can take a look for that. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Looking for links to our show or anything we talk about, that's all at disunplugged.com. And then find the particular date of the show, click on there, and you'll have all the links of anything we talk about. Anybody else have housekeeping? I have a couple. Go ahead. Um, one of our listeners, Nancy and I met with her and had dinner with okay. her. Yep, I, with how Melba. come I wasn't invited? Hey, Melba. You, if, if you were down here, we would have invited you. Right. But we would have. We had a really nice, we went to the Grove, got a little bit of L.A. and gave her a little positive. Cool. Um on LA, so she was out here in business. So a little shout out to Melva and Tim. Uh-huh. Yep, cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a really nice evening. And um, you know, for people who are here during the week, I gotta say, the Grove on a Tuesday night was uh, was really pleasant. It wasn't crowded. It was nice. The Grove and Farmers Market. Uh-huh. So, and it still had a lot of atmosphere. The Farmers Market. Yeah. You're right, Nancy. On the weekends, farmers markets usually really crowded, and it's hard to find a table. And um, Tuesday evening, it was just really nice, and everything was going. We we were there maybe around 8 p.m., and mm-hmm. um, the, all the kitchens were open, and people were were eating and having a good time. So, I think that's a good recommendation for the week. Um, also, I Nancy had talked about going to the science museum. I also went to the Science Museum with my nephews this past weekend, and we saw the Endeavor. Oh, cool. It was so nice. We had planned on seeing um, Dad, and I was going to take him to the Museum of Natural History to see the dinosaur exhibit. Mm-hmm. We spent so much time at the Science Museum, we had no time. So I, I highly recommend getting the IMAX um, movie package with the Endeavor and yep. um, check out all the different different uh, things that they have there. And it, it was uh, we went there during a USC game. So traffic was a little bit crazy, but despite all that, we had a good time over there, and it, and it really wasn't too hard to get in and out. Um, another really quick one is, um, it's so funny, um, we all know who Oscar Martinez is, the the uh, famous chef at uh-huh. the Carnation, the longest uh, employee, 
uh, employed person at the Disneyland. Well, the news here in LA has been talking about the folk, you know how there's always like a, a theme that goes on on different news segments and newspapers, et cetera, and it's talking about people over 50 and it seems to me that people over 50 in like their, where they're, where they work at, they're more satisfied with where they're staying at. And all these, uh, newspapers were quoting Oscar Martinez and talking about him. So I just thought it was kind of cool that all of a sudden I heard about him on the radio and newspapers and online and different articles and they were focused on him. So if people get a Very chance cool. to see him, yeah, it's, he works Monday through Friday and you'll see him at the Carnation Cafe. And he will chat with anyone. Oh, he's so nice. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, I got to try out Pizza Press from, you know, Tony talked about Pizza Press the other couple of months yes. ago. And? Um, it was good. I mean, I, I, it was, it's not the best pizza I've ever had, but it's nice because There's you can choose. It was okay. No, it, no, no. Of course it wasn't the best pizza you ever had, but, but consider. But being able to put whatever the heck you want on that pizza is what makes it. The other thing that what makes it is the customer service. I mean, they they were the nicest guys in there. They just, weren't they? Yeah. They were made, yeah. How you how you doing today? How's your pizza? Good. How'd you hear about us? And, yeah, it's just like they're chatty and you know nice. Where are they located again? In the Carousel Inn, Carousel Hotel, Carousel Inn Hotel. Okay. If you go out out across the street from Disneyland to Captain Kids, you go left. You go north on Harbor. Yeah, it's the hotel that has the restaurant with the big windows overlooking Disneyland. Yeah, the circle or whatever. Yeah, the uh-huh. Curved windows, yeah. But it's on the other side. They have a little patio. It's the other side of the driveway from the curved windows. We're looking for a um, a budgeted meal, or did you just want to try it out because Tony had talked about it? I just wanted to it. try it because Tony had said it was good, so okay. it was good. Um, don't forget Podcast Cruise 5.0 on the newly renovated Disney Magic. Did anybody see the uh, pictures and stuff, video from Disney Magic? Yes, it I did. Really it, cool. it does look very nice. Uh, that is November 30th of 2014, and I'll put link in the show notes to where you can learn more and book that sucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Um, any other sh- housekeeping? No? Good. Okay. Over to Tony with the news. Tony? Okay. News. Ooh, you never said my name twice there. I that know. was like a real news thing. I was exciting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, Mary Jo's favorite, Thor, has taken <laughs> Disneyland by storm. Since 2009, when Marvel was absorbed by Disney, company officials have suggested that a comic book par- character could pop up at a Disney park. Finally, with a Thor attraction that allows guests to interact with the legend, it's occurring at Disneyland. Thor's lair is tucked inside the Innoventions building next to an Iron Man exhibit. The park's first Marvel edition that was meant to be a summer-only feature, but is so popular that Disney has let it stay indefinitely. The temporary Thor exhibit is set to run through the holiday season, which ends January 6th. Guests will find the queue of Thor... Okay, <laughs> the queue of Thor, Treasures of Asgard, is lined with swords, shields, and other props from movies featuring the character. Visitors will be led into a museum, museum-like room with glass-covered cases with more props. During a media preview, Disney storytellers insist that the items are actual artifacts lent from Asgard Thor's home. Okay. 
Asgardians are very generous and generous in nature, explained Jennifer McGill, the exhibit's producer. A Disney cast member will tell guests that Dr. Jane Foster, the character played by Natalie Portman in 2011's Thor, and its upcoming sequel discovered the Bif, the Bifrost in this mm-hmm. very spot. Okay, I'm not a big fan. I don't Bifrost, know. Bifrost, yeah. Yeah, it's I don't Bifrost. Know about Thor, so. Uh, the Bifrost is a portal that allows travel between Earth and Asgard, so. And if, especially like Mary Jo said during USC games, it can get a little crowded in the, the portal, the portal, so you just gotta be careful. Um, and nobody laughed. Thank you. Um, light effects will flicker and sounds boom before doors open to Thor's golden round chamber. Okay. He will wield a hammer and wear a... I'm just trying not to make inappropriate comments. He will wield a hammer and wear a winged helmet over his blonde hair flowing over a red cape. I am Thor of Asgard, the actor will proclaim, or I might say later. At it's the not meeting really preview, Thor. Have you ruined the magic? Yeah, I'm ruining. I'm purposely trying to ruin this magic. I know I'm not really being a very objective news reporter. There is no way you can ruin the magic of Thor. I can. <laughs> ask challenge. If you I think can I can't ruin the magic of Thor, I might have to try it. Um, so you'd have to enter his golden chamber. Yeah, that was a little. That made, I felt a little inappropriate reading that part. That was, yeah. Um, <laughs> Was exact, um, yeah, okay, anyways. Um, at the media preview, he invited reporters and bloggers to try to lift his hammer and then make you hear this. When I did that in the park, I was escorted out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, just find it, I just find it wrong that Thor is allowed to ask people to lift his hammer. I'm sorry. Okay, about 30 <laughs> people fit at a time in the room. Their stays are expected to vary. Not coincidentally, the sequel, Thor The Dark World, will hit theaters on November 8th. Thor is played by Chris Hemsworth. Although Captain America recently began meeting tourists aboard the Disney Magic cruise ship, Uh Miguel said she is not aware of any immediate plans for more Marvel characters to show up at Disneyland. I didn't realize that Thor was going to be such an exciting story. (laughs) I know. I had to turn. I think some of the ladies had to turn the fans on in their room. I, I was in the park on Friday when Thor, when the the exhibit opened. When he public. opened up his golden chamber. <laughs> and there was a line around interventions all the way to Autopia. Well, hopefully so. he doesn't get flashed and we lose him. Wait, wait, what? Well, he, oh, like Jack Sparrow. Like yeah. Jack Sparrow. Jack oh. Sparrow got a, saw a lot of women breast. He was Tarzan, right? Yeah, Tarzan too. Well, Tarzan got pinched apparently. Mm. And you My, know, apparently, apparently his mom worked on Main Street somewhere. Yeah, she did. I talked to her. My <laughs> hope has always been they were going to knock down that Interventions building, and now they're going to—I know—they're going to litter it with superheroes. Mm-hmm. It'll never go away. Stark Expo or whatever it's called. So, which one do you think is going to be the next one they'll bring in? Captain oh, America. That's the new well, the next movie that's coming out, right? And they already had him at, uh, D23, at D23 Expo. Yeah. He's on the ship, yeah. so yeah. that's where he'll did, be. Did anybody see Craig doing the, the Iron Man thing in the video? No. Craig Williams from the Orlando show. He was doing – because on the ship they have the same Iron Man thing that we have at our interventions where you – it's basically an Xbox with Connect, and you get to put – it makes it puts the suit over you. Oh yeah, on the screen, and then you get to shoot and stuff like that. There's a video of Craig from Orlando podcast playing with. Oh, how cool! Yeah, 
That is cute. Cool. Thor. Hammer. Chamber. <laughs> Golden chamber. He opens it wide. <laughs> and he's going to ask you about this. <laughs> yes. Okay. In more appropriate news, in Indiana Jones ride creator, Tony Baxter, has now a spot at Disneyland. And, 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 like, uh, and, and Indiana Jones, it, the code name before it was built was Thor. Cool. Oh, really? And, wow. and, and you enter a chamber. <laughs> you enter a golden chamber. It's a ride. It's true. It's okay. a theme show. That's oh, if we could title our shows, it should be called The Golden Chamber. <laughs> you know, Tony's one of those people who I always kind of just assumed already had a window. But you, you, you oh. can't be an employee. You can't be a cast member. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, no, what? I did, it's I like did an too for just going down a moment. The, the Golden Chamber Road again? No, no. Tony, yeah, I, you know what? I thought Tony Baxter would have already had a window, too, because he's the only one I've ever seen on TV. He's always on but, the... But you can't, you can't be a... a, a, a active employee and have a window. Well, that's why yeah, that's I'm why. the weak link of the podcast, yes. and I didn't know that. So, thank you. Well, not, not you. I didn't know that either. So we learned thank you. today. So you're the wing. Well, he hasn't been in... <laughs> didn't he re- step he just, down? He just retired recently, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is like the first opportunity they rushed at it. Okay. And I so. think you, they put it in a sucky spot, because from your pictures, there's a freaking tree in front of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about it, Tony. Sorry. Hey, Tony Baxter just wanted to go to Disneyland for free. So as a 17-year-old, he got a job scooping ice cream near Sleeping Beauty Castle. Baxter would prepare hundreds of banana splits and Fantasia ice cream, burgundy cherry banana pistachio for crowds that pooled at the Carnation Plaza Gardens restaurant after the summer fireworks. Over the next 47 years, Baxter went on to spearhead the concepts of signature Disneyland rides, including Splash Mountain and Star Tours. He made models that determined what attractions in Walt Disney World would look like, and he led the development of Disneyland Paris. But Baxter has one more mark he wants to leave at Disneyland, a Disneyland window. And and he got it on November 1st. The windows, Disneyland's highest honor, are installed with the honoree's name, often on Main Street USA, as part of a pretend business. Baxter, of course, has gotten a lot of awards, but the window is different. I think it stands apart from everything else, said Baxter, who remains a Disney consultant. Hmm. To me, there's something very special at Disneyland because it's Walt's Park. As a boy, Baxter dreamed of going to Disneyland when watching Walt Disney on television. Born in Los Angeles, Baxter lived in San Clemente and then Santa from Santa Ana High School. At the park, Baxter would see Walt Disney himself driving the carnation truck. It was great seeing him in the morning, enjoying his this incredible toy, Baxter said, referring to the theme park. One day, knowing Disney was coming by carnation, Baxter prepared to emphatically tell Disney that the restaurant needed more employees. But when Disney asked how things were going, the only thing that came out was just fine. <laughs> a ride operator. He started on Autopia and says, I really love the interaction with guests. When he graduated from college in theater design, Baxter got a chance to go behind the scenes, starting in 1970. Baxter wowed Imagineers, the creators and builders of Disney attractions, with a model of mar- marble. Wow, this is a tongue twister. With a model of marble maze. A model of a marble maze. Baxter's first assignment wasn't splashy, making fiberglass flowers that cover hidden tiki gods hanging outside the enchanted tiki room. The design remains today. Soon Baxter was assigned to a new park underway in Florida, a place where he made models for the Snow White ride and art for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. His assignments grew grew quickly. In his 30s, Baxter helped re- 
think Frontierland and Disneyland. He developed the concept for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, his first major thrill ride, which opened in 1979. He fell in love with the Indiana Jones character from the 1981 Raiders of the Lost Ark movie and joked with a friend, what if this were a Disney ride? Nothing like Indiana Jones had ever been done before. Years later, he was able to make a ride that combines complex vehicles with elaborate scenes. It remains his favorite. It's storytelling, but it's also out of control, Baxter said, standing outside the entrance. This was a breakthrough, a real breakthrough. Baxter is also proud of smaller designs. Before Splash Mountain was constructed on the west side of the park, Disneyland planners intended to remove planners in New Orleans Square to make more room to walk. Baxter was horrified. He deployed lessons learned in college studying freeway design. Crews installed a cloverleaf-style line going into Pirates of the Caribbean below a new pedestrian bridge. More paths without removing any trees. Hmm, I didn't know that. In his last years at Disney, Baxter mentored young colleagues such as Michael... Den Dulk, who had heard about Baxter while growing up in the Netherlands. He worked for the theme park industry as a designer. Sooner or later, the name Tony Baxter comes up, Den Dulk said. Baxter knew of Den Dulk, too, from his work in Europe. In 2008, Baxter sent an email with the subject line, What great things are you doing? Baxter successfully recruited Den Dulk for Disney. He loves to talk about Disney and everything related to Disney, said Den Dulk 33. Although there's an age gap, of course, that's not visible in any way when you work with Tony, at least from my experience. Tony's all about the work and the quality and the ideas in Disney, and that's what it's about. Colleague Kim Irvine, who has worked alongside Baxter since the 1970s, said Baxter deeply understands Disneyland. Tony has always been to me the quintessential Disneyland fan, and he understands our demographics so well, said Irvine, the art director of Disneyland. He understands the Disneyland fans because he is one. And some more information about him. He's 66 years old. Lives in Anaheim Hills, which is east, far east of Disneyland. Went to Cal State Long Beach, Santa Ana High School. His favorite Disney characters. Anyone have a guess? Mm, don't know. Thank you for that interaction. <laughs> Mickey uh, Mouse. Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, and Cheshire Cat. Wow. Hmm. Favorite Disneyland spots, Fantasy Fair, and the outdoor patio of Cafe Orleans. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to say it. <laughs> and his other favorite Orange County places, Newport Beach, South Coast Plaza, which is a mall, Knott's Berry Farm. And the source was Tony Baxter. That's exactly what he said. And his Disneyland projects, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, New Fantasyland, Star Tours, Splash Mountain, Indiana Jones Adventure, Tomorrowland Redevelopment, Finding wow. Nemo Submarine Voyage, Sleeping Beauty Castle Walkthrough, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln Return. Psh, whatever. Like, really? <laughs> That's amazing. And then he has the ones in Disneyland Paris and Journey into Imagination at Epcot. But obviously a well-deserved win. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He was talking about I, – I was at the ceremony. And by the way, that ceremony is on our live stream channel. So you can go back and look at the whole thing if you want to see it. Um, it somebody asked him about you know when he was a kid and came to the parks, what was the one thing that thrilled him? And he talked. was talking about the Peter Pan ride, how you know, you're, you – you, as a kid, you, you get in the ship, and he thought, you know, you're on a track, but then when that window opens, you drop down, and you're floating in, you know, in, into Neverland. And so that was that was his, his favorite as a kid. I think and that's, I guess it was that's not probably a lot of favorite as kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and he said that's you know, kind of why that line is still the line it is, it at the Peter Pan ride. Yeah, it's a very cool ceremony. 
And you're right, Nancy, it's, it's an awful spot for his, <laughs> for his window. It's behind a tr- little tree and it's above, it's above the magic shop. And on the other side is, oh shoot. I can't um, remember. I should remember. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look at the pictures, but there's two windows there. He's his on the left side and there's somebody else on the right side. I can't and, remember. I can't think of it And either. the window says, uh, Main Street Marvel's Tony Baxter Inventor. And then there's a little tagline underneath that I can't read in my picture. Imagination, something or other. But anyway. Refresh uh, my brain. How do they choose where it goes? Or do they offer a couple different spots and then... That I'm not sure. Usually it's we something... find that out. It try, you know, to relate to where... You know, the, of the, the four I've seen, Richard Sherman's, or the Sherman Brothers was in the, by the music shop. Um, Alice Davis's was next to her husband's. Yeah. Uh, Buzz Price was over in the, in like the, the, um, Tour Guide Gardens area, that building. Yeah. And the, and the Michelin you know, was, I don't, yeah, you know, maybe, Amer- maybe America's sweetheart at Go Pluto can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and because <laughs> Carnation, because where he worked before wouldn't you can you yeah. can't have a window there. Right. Somebody was speculating he made in the in the current ice cream shop, but they ended up going in the magic shop. So it's a nice spot. Well, you know, Imagineering is magic. Yep, exactly. It says so. imagination is in the heart of our creation. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> and that's that's a creative nod to one little spark. Ah, okay. Which we don't have at all. Alright, enough. We're going to have to pay royalties. And that's Not the with the way I sing it. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody would recognize it. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Alright, well, you might remember last year at, oh. during the holiday season, downtown Disney had, was it a Tinkerbell ice skating rink? Yes. Uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. Well, it's coming back, but mm. November 14th, you'll be able to visit quaint holiday cottages, browse for gifts in the shopping quaint. chalets. I knew I'd get that word out. And admire a 30-foot Christmas tree, which is the centerpiece this year. Well, old Tinkerbell's been booted out. And <laughs> Olaf. The lovable snowman in the latest Walt Disney Pictures animated feature, Frozen, gets his ice rink there. And this is down by the ESPN Zone and AMC Theaters. So you'll be able to lace up your skates and go zipping around with Olaf. Um, beginning November 14th, the operating hours are 3 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., Monday through Thursday, and 3 to 11.30 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's also going to be a lot of other activities during the holiday season. There's going to be carolers on December 5th and from December 16th to the 25th. The Anaheim Ballet will be performing scenes from the Nutcracker on December 5th and 19th. And Downtown Disney Unwrapped, a presentation of fun gift ideas, will begin on Friday, November 29th, which is dun-dun-dun, Black Friday. Wow. So a lot of frozen fun down there at the Downtown Disney. <laughs> so is all, are, are all of those events or... Is that happening around the ice skating rink? Is that in the village that they're talking about or um, in different stores? 
It's around the village area. Hopefully the village will look more like a village this time. Yeah, it's I know. cheesy last year. There was no village last no year. Offense to, no, but no my offense, kids are going to be thrilled. No offense to the villagers, but yeah, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, my kids are going to be thrilled. They loved skating at that ice rink last year. So. All right, thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? Well, continuing the uh, holiday spirit, over at Disneyland, um, they're adding even more over yeah. there. Oh, my. Um, it's a small world. Is having a new holiday, I don't know how to put it. It's um. Projection. Holiday show on, yeah, holiday projection on the facade, and they're going to be every Holidays, is, memories, and you. No, oh boy. I'm kidding. Okay, I, yeah. I think they did that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is going to be, um, every 15 minutes when the clock strikes, they're going to be having a holiday show, and it's going to mark, um, each 15 minutes is going to be a different way that they mark the time. And they're going to use advanced 3D projection technology. And the whole facade is going to be turned into, transformed into either a gingerbread house or clockworks. And it's going to show um, other wonders hidden behind the clock um, for that show. So I'm thinking that the Holiday Mall, excuse me, the Small World Mall is going to be very crowded during this holiday season because it looks really cool and people are going to want to see the different um, surprises that they're going to show on the 15 minutes. And there's probably going to be four different ones, you know, on the hour, 15 right. after, half hour, and 45 minutes. So just something just really cool. And on the Disney blog, they had a sample of what they were going to show. So I really liked, I, I thought that was neat. Uh-huh. And then over, I don't know if we've already talked about the um, Jingle Jangle Jamboree. Did we already talk about that? Um, I don't think we've mentioned it now. Okay, jingle jangle. jangle, Jungle Cruise? No, jingle. no, no. Jingle Jingle Jamboree. Okay. The, the jingle Jangle um, over at the Big Thunder Ranch. Right. Oh, they're gonna. You know, they always have the the Santas over there, and mm-hmm. they have it decorated really nicely. Well, mm-hmm. now they're gonna have um, crafts over there. They're gonna have some different treats that people can um, try. Pluto and Chip and Dale are gonna be there. They're going to have, um, over at the petting zoo, they're going to have, they're going to go, they're called the goats of Christmas present. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no reindeer this year, huh? No, it not last year either, were they? No. No, not last year either. And then they're going to have reindeer games, which I thought was really cool. They're going to have wreath around the antlers, pass the presents to pack Santa's sack, dashing through the snow on a slippery slope, which that sounds like I, I'd love to see you guys doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's actually a Plinko type game that they do the, that game. It's not people actually slipping down and <laughs> or anything. And then they have the magic feed fling, which is fling a bag of magical feed into the reindeer food sack to fuel them up. So they're going to be having a um, lot of activity for the children and for the families. And Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, who are on vacation right now. They're going to be um, coming back and they're going to be performing um, some holiday tunes with, and and the and the only way that the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies can do. So they're going to have excerpts from the Nutcracker that feature actual walnut cracking. Uh, 
<laughs> Dance of the Sugar Plum Billies. All uh, right. Black Tooth Number, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. If anybody has ever seen Billy and that beautiful smile he has. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Cookies, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Uh, Grandma's Killer, Grandma's Killer Fruitcake. <laughs> and then a sing-along so that everybody can join in. So they're going to be having a lot of stuff happening back there in the um, Jamboree area. And for anybody who saw it during October... Uh, for Halloween, you know that they've really stepped it up this year and made it a very festive area for people to go to. So this this year is just really shaping up to have a lot of cool things. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, one thing I forgot to mention on housekeeping, uh, World of Color Winter Dreams starts next week. And don't forget to subscribe to our Dis live stream channel. And we'll try to bring you some of those Christmas things live next week, the probably 13th, 14th, 15th, somewhere in that area. If you subscribe, you get an email and you know exactly what's going on. But that's not my rapid fire. My rapid fire is about Knott's Berry Farm and their public servant days that are coming up in November. Military tribute days start have already started. They started November 4th and they go through January 5th. Um, any military, past or present, uh, with ID, so veterans or current serving, and a guest can get free admission. And now through November 27th, you can get up to six additional guests for just $22. November 28th, which is Thanksgiving, through January 5th, you can purchase six additional tickets for $27, so they go up a little bit during the holidays. Also... They honor your fire and police with ID. So if you work for another uh, law enforcement or fire department, you and a guest can get free admission. That starts Thanksgiving Day, November 28th, and also goes through January 5th. You can, if you're, if you have ID and you can do this, you can also bring, as with the military, you can bring six additional people for $27 each. And you also want to check with the Nuts Farm Hotel if you're coming because they do also offer discounts um, on rooms there. Just mentioned the fire police recognition days or the military tribute days. So it's very cool. And let's go to Nancy. Okay. And picking up the exciting and spectacular inspiration for this year's Downtown Disney. Frozen is going to be starting to be shown at the El Capitan Theater. It premieres November 22nd and runs all the way through January 5th. So if you're coming in and doing the whole Hollywood and Disney thing, it's your chance to see Frozen in a way you will never see it before and never see it again. <laughs> now, to um, get a little information, um, behind Frozen. Um, Frozen is a comedy adventure and it is it features two sisters and it features uh, a reindeer and a snowman and a guy named Kristoff. So there you go. It is directed by um, 
Chris Buck, who did Tarzan Surf's Up, and uh, Jennifer Lee, who was the screenwriter for Wreck-It Ralph. And um, it features music, get this, from Tony Award winner Robert Lopez, who wrote The Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. So, and uh, Chris Anderson, who wrote a musical I've never heard of called In Transit. So, the music is going to be phenomenal because both of the, both of Robert Lopez's pieces are phenomenal. Now, what makes this different, um, if you're there on November 22nd on opening day, you're going to get a special pair of souvenir 3D glasses. They're blue. That's what <laughs> makes frozen. it special. And you're going to get a couple really cool things. They before the show, um, you will be seeing. They're calling it a dynamic new show live on stage. It's called Ooh. Images in Ice. There will be ice carving performance artists artists that will make a creation before every movie. So that was kind of interesting and. I'm not exactly sure if it's a team of, you know, of cutely dressed girls doing it, making it a show, or if it's actually, you know, a real team, but the brochure doesn't look that exciting. It shows two people with chainsaws, a lump of ice, mm-hmm. standing on the stage. And introducing for the very first time live on stage at the El Capitan Theater, Anna and Elsa. Uh. So um, that is a big deal. They do have group rates if you're, you know, want to get a group of 20 or more together. And uh, it looks like it's going to be fun. Now, also, they're adding on a special thing um, for the first show of the day. They have a special thing called Enjoy Breakfast with Anna. And it starts at 8.30 a.m. And then you'll go into the theater from there, and I'm assuming that that's they're not transitioning to Ghirardelli yet over there, because you they, know the they should be. I mean, that's supposed to be mid-November. Wow, you transition know, just, right with the opening of Frozen. Really? Because they're not mentioning anything. They're just saying enjoy breakfast and then see the movie. And Ghirardelli isn't really a breakfast kind of place. Right. Ice cream for breakfast. Yum. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything about the Disney soda fountain. Just it says seating is limited and advanced purchases required. Cool. There awesome. you go. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Okay, because I always do everything about San Diego. Yay. Um. At Sandy at the San Diego Zoo. Uh-huh. I mean, a special events page does have a um, big gorilla, which doesn't really make me feel like I want to eat. However, <laughs> they are having a Thanksgiving dinner at Albert's Restaurant at the San Diego Zoo. Is Albert and one? No. Yeah, I just thought I was wondering. But yeah, you're interested. it's interesting because the whole page is all about kind of Albert's. There's actually multiple Thanksgiving dinners. <clears throat> there is at um, the zoo, Albert's Restaurant, enjoy a gourmet three-course Thanksgiving feast with all the trimmings. The menu boasts free-range turkey, slow-roasted prime rib, seared sea bass, or vegetarian wild mushroom risotto, plus decadent desserts, $37.95 for adults, $13.95 for children ages 3 to 11, plus zoo admission for non-members, and you have to reserve it. 
And that would be 619-557-3964. And also, uh-huh. at tree, there's a Treetops Thanksgiving buffet. At the zoo's Treetops Banquet Room, a bountiful buffet offers continuous seating from 11.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Selections include turkey. Very interesting for Thanksgiving. I wouldn't have got that's a different yeah, choice. I, yeah, it's turkey. It's it's out, it's out there. Prime rib, traditional side dishes, salads, artisan breads, and a dessert bar. Forty two ninety five for adults, eighteen ninety five for children, ages three through eleven, plus zoo admission for non members. And to reserve your Thanksgiving celebration, same phone number six one nine five five seven three nine six four. So if you're going to go to the zoo for Thanksgiving, or if you wanted to go to the zoo and thought that you couldn't because it's Thanksgiving, you now can do both. Excellent. They're thinning the herds at the San Diego Zoo. (laughs) And actually, I do want to bring up, which is somewhat related, because I was looking at different Thanksgiving meals for um, the different amusement parks. Universal Studios Hollywood is closed on Thanksgiving. Wow. It says they're closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is Knott's Berry Farms Chicken Dinner Restaurant? Open? I've been looking, but and there I think they are, but there's nothing special that I've seen. Hmm. So, awesome! Thank you, Tony. That it will do it for rapid fire. It is time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have tour for sure. This is by Pinky Lee, Pinky X Lee, who is relatively new to dessert, and she asks or says. My plan is to definitely do a tour next year, but I don't know which tour and what the prices are. Can anyone help? Also, are the tours boring for kids? I don't want to pay for my daughter if she won't enjoy it. Thanks. So different people have weighed in saying, you know, offering um, ideas. In fact, Tom also weighed in on that thread Uh on different tours that they thought that the um, family would like. But I wanted to ask you, Tom, and I don't know if Tony's, been on any tours, but if you were to recommend one tour that somebody's going to take with their child, which tour would you what, recommend? What each child? We don't know. But, I mean, the, the the best option is always the Discover the Magic tour for for kids. Agreed. And if and how old would you recommend that one? I mean, how old would would be the maximum age for the child? Oh, uh, maximum. For that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maximum probably nine or ten. Okay, so they have a 9 or 10, because I was thinking the same thing. And, Tony, you agree also? Yeah, I think 9, 10. Yeah, I agree. Okay. For them. Now, I mean, let's my, say... my son would probably still enjoy it, but but that's just because of the Disney factor. Right. But let's and say I wouldn't go too, have... too I wouldn't go too, too young on that tour either. No, because then they wouldn't get it. They wouldn't get it, yeah. Or they'd be afraid of the characters. Yeah. Um, let's say that you have somebody who's a preteen. Would you recommend any of the tours? Mm, Disney fan? I mean, maybe the Walk and Walt's Footsteps tour. I I don't know. The preteen would get anything out of the out of the Welcome to Disneyland tour, or the or the Cultivating the Magic tour. Maybe if they're Disney fans, they might enjoy the the Walk and Walt's Footsteps tour. I'm thinking that too. That might be a little bit too much. I think if they went at this time of year, I would recommend the holiday tour. I yeah. think they would really like, yeah. or the. I agree with you on that one. The on the holiday tour, 
Well, yeah. And that, go ahead. Nancy. And any of the holiday tours. I mean, if you're coming during, you know, the the Halloween time season, right. you know, that holiday tour is certainly great for teens. Or great for preteens. Okay. That wouldn't so, be cool and all. If anybody has any ideas on what tours that they have taken with their own children or with their own families, um, we're going to have a link to this thread in our show notes. So weigh in and give your ideas of what you think would be a good idea for Pinkett Lee to go with her own child. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this <laughs> segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back in with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is also magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.